Take a black one to move me Get me the hell away from this TV All the news and views are beneath me So all I hear about is shots ringing out About gang putting each other's head out So I'd rather kick some slang out Alright fellas, let's go hang out Hollywood or would they not Make us all look bad like I know they had But some things I'll never forget Yeah, so step and fetch this shit For all the years we look like clowns The joke is over, smell the smoke from all around It's time for another episode of 252 With your host, Frank G, Ralphie D, and Kuwata Kurt His next question was, did you see Dead Boy? No, I have not I, I have not I've, I've been having a uh, moral dilemma My 13 year old has hounded me every day this week About seeing the movie And I know it's not age appropriate, you know. And it's like, you know, my daughter and I, you know, we're going to go see it. And he really, really wants to go. 13. Even to the point where, yeah, where his mom's like, yeah, you're taking him to go see Deadpool. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I was still thinking about that because she's like, you know, the fun police boy. She's like, no fun for you. Right. <laughs> she was like, hey, you're going you're gonna to take him to go see Deadpool? I was like, ugh. I don't know. That, I, that I, would I be a see. tough call, yeah. Thirteen, that'd be right at the edge, because yeah, like uh, that's that, I, that's on the razor edge now. Now, I was uh, I was speaking on this before, and it's like, all right, well, I can say thirteen year olds of today are different from thirteen year olds when we were thirteen, and I could even say as a thirteen year old, I was uh, I was doing a lot, you know, I knew a lot of adult-based themed things when I was 13. I was very well aware. Right. 13, you know. You know, my mom was still trying to say, cover your eyes, and I'm like, well, I know all about this, you know. I can see between the lines on the skin of Max, you know. You just wait for a certain angle, <laughs> and I'll see it. <laughs> Not a good plan to take the 10-year-old for sure. At 13, it would be probably, yeah, because I remember what we were doing at 13, and we could have handled that. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say definitely 10, my 10-year-old, not going to go see it. Yeah. Not take it out. Just because nah. there's some things that you, you haven't been explained yet that you would have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. you and Harp both saw the movie already, right? No, I haven't, but I just know a lot of stuff is that's in a Deadpool. Like even the video game, it's like okay, well, there were things that I had to you know, have the kid leave the room just because you know oh, you you shouldn't have to learn about this yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I did see it. I would say, yeah, uh, all uh, everything that's in it appealed to the thirteen-year-old uh, me as well as the the now me, <laughs> the forty-three-year-old me. <laughs> Okay, so it's all good. Alright. You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Surprise, this is a different kind of superhero story. Okay, so you're saying Kanan, yes, Justice, no? Um, yeah, sure. I'm sure he's been exposed yeah. to all that stuff anyway, so you want to be cool, Dad? They can receive them for. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the other really, thing is the, I, 
the other shit that the, just the, the amount of stuff they see playing games is probably beyond what we you know know about anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's 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 cartoony violence anyway. So, well, for the most part, well, um, but I mean, it is. You know what? You know what's so funny? Um, the violence is not so much what I'm worried about. It's the dick jokes. I kind of <laughs> feel like. You know, and that's so weird. That's so weird to even say. So it's like, you know what? Extreme violence, I'm okay with. But I don't want my kid repeating a bunch of dick jokes at school. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, because I know they're not going to go chop anybody's head off. But they might be like, oh, yeah, he has this and this and this and they put the dick in the mouth. Yeah. And I don't want to get that call to <laughs> school. <laughs> that boy boy's out there. Dick, dick, yeah. dick, pussy, fuck, dick. <laughs> Thank Phil you very much. Flar- <laughs> Phil Philson Farlow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Brian, well, Brian I mean, he does that and stuff, and then I, I worry about it. But uh, he seems to know when not to say things, so we're, we're good so far. You know, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't gotten the call yet because of you know anything he's had to say. So I must be keeping yeah, it to the I, right I, part I of the feel, playground. Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, so far, it's like. I know my kids, they don't, I mean, none of my kids, like, break character in front of me. You know, you keep that shit straight. But there was one time when I think my daughter was, like, in the ninth, I think she was in the ninth grade, ninth or tenth grade, and she had pocket dialed me because I had, like, this five-minute-long voicemail from her. And it was just her and her little friends, and they just had the worst mouths ever. And I was like, oh, my God, my baby out in the street talking like a trash man. And I was yeah. like, oh. That's. Oh. That, that kind of reminds me of uh, when your mom saw the monster from hell. <laughs> yes, that is exactly like that. My mom thought That's Ralph right. would have no, Oh, <laughs> she's like, Ralphie, why don't you yeah, be more like that Ralph was... boy? He's such a good kid. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. she saw the monster from hell in the scene yeah. with you and Chris in the car, and y'all just said, shit, <laughs> fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, for like eight minutes. <laughs> Who is this bastard from? Move, man! Get your piece of shit out of the way, man! Come on, we're trying to kill a fucking alien lady. Damn. Save the world and they do you no favors. Shit. Damn. Damn. I read some shit like this in this horror magazine, man. Fucking. Mark. Oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> I just hey, real. I'm packing. But what yeah. if. We don't know how to eradicate these motherfuckers, man. We gotta be able to like wipe them off for good and shit. Well, that that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Oh shit! That that beat should be like right around here. Oh no, shit! It is. <laughs> it was it was quite extreme. <laughs> Get out of my fucking way, bitch! I'm trying to drive around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my my mother had a definitive clutch my pearls moment. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. I would have been, and she couldn't believe that Bell was at what was he like nine watching the monster for Bell. <laughs> she was like, "What is this you're watching?" He was in it. I had to, yeah, I had to explain that one too. <laughs> Yo, we just kicked a monster's butt, and you know, nobody can stop us because we're adults, you know. Too. Monsters from hell, that was one thing. Come now we're you. going to the city, He's and we're going to kill people. And we're going to be in different clothes this time. With new members, J-Bone. J-Bone, get over here, man. This is my homeboy, Infiltration. That's his game. Yo, Don, get over here. He's our bodyguard, yeah. karate expert. Bigger you know, than all of us. All right, and then, well, Mike Gray, he was already there. But anyway, <laughs> yo, coming soon, all right? 
Not only are we cussing about, but my little brother is in the movie. D- doing a dance to the ghetto boys, of course. They probably didn't like him listening to that either. I would have just said, hey, it was in the script. I couldn't, I had no, no say over this. It was all in the script. Yes. I, pull, I pulled the, it's all Frank's fault, you know, maneuver. That was Frank. Frank wanted us to say that. It's all Frank. He wanted to say all those things. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say a mom. <laughs> say those damn white kids corrupted. I didn't even know I didn't even know how to say those words. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what though, uh, it's, it was it's now for me to get out of trouble back in the day because, you know, I just blamed the white people with my mom and she was okay with that. Yeah, yeah especially, you if you were, especially if you were amongst all day, because it was, it was sort of like a, you know, one of those strange cult compounds of people. And you're like, well, I, I was over there, and like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Interesting. She did she, have that. At least she took more care of, like, me and, and like, Dennis than she did of God in the gown, but that was cool. <laughs> he was tired of those bastards, man. <laughs> he was done with them. Dennis. Dennis, was that the guy who drove the armored car? Wow, whatever happened to that guy? Other, I think he's uh, he's still pretty much the same from when I've seen him pop up on you know, the internet a couple times. Like, oh, look, it's Dennis, man. He looks exactly the same, and he's still talking about working on cars and stuff, so he must be a mechanic. Or he just you know, has yeah, a bunch of cars in his yard, one or the other, both. I remember that yeah. guy hooked me up with another guy. Remember that dude, Wayne? And he yeah. was like <laughs> a criminal. He was a criminal. That was like, that was yeah. like a bad parent. I barely remember Dennis. I definitely remember Wayne. Wayne was awesome. <laughs> and, I, and his dad, too. I don't know. Awesome combination. I would watch that show, the Wayne and Dennis show. <laughs> It'd be just all you know, about like, explosions. Yeah, that guy was like on. I mean, he was like on drugs. I don't think that guy had a sober moment. Ever. He wasn't though. Like, that was the thing. He was just insane. He had insanity. Get the fuck out of here. That, that guy. guy. How that old guy was, he? was a crankster gangster. How old do you I think? I don't know. What was he? Thirty five? I don't know. This was after you left, Frank, when uh when Kurt was dealing with him. That was, it was like ninety two, ninety three. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's still living there yeah. up the street from me, right? Was he still living near Daphne Kurt? Uh, uh was no, we were living in that apartment. We were living in that apartment together. Remember, because uh, it was like him and his you, girlfriend, you me and my Wayne? girlfriend, and Tommy. Well, technically, all of our girlfriends lived together. Holy shit! It was like Wayne's girlfriend, my girlfriend, and Tommy's girlfriend all lived in the same apartment with some other chick named Cece. Four chicks in the apartment, and then we were always over there. So, and then we were like all spending the night all the time. So it was kind of like we all lived there together, and this was like I don't want to say maybe maybe a month or two. And then my girlfriend at the time, she was like, I can't stand these people. I'm like, this is too much. And I was like, yeah, this is a bit much. There's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. I liked that guy a lot. And, uh, and I always thought he was cool because he was like the insane person that was on your side, but I wouldn't want to live with him. I mean, he was like, he was like the, he was like that guy all the time. It was like there was no downtime. There was like, hey, you want to turn it down a little bit, cut it off? Like, it's late, man. Yeah, I remember. I was trying to sleep. One time he was pissed at somebody. <laughs> and, uh, 
And he's like, well, come on, we got to stop by my house. So first we go there. It's up the street from me anyway. Call that. And, uh, and his dad is there, and he's like, you know, cleaning a rifle or some shit in the front room, you know. You know, doing some, you know, military exercises or whatever the fuck he's doing. And we go up to Wayne's room, which looks like a fucking, you know, military arsenal. And uh, and he's like, where is it? Where is it? And he's like, here it is. And he finds the grenade he's looking for. And he's like, let's go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, get outside. I'm like, my mom's calling. I got to go eat dinner and stuff. I'll see you later. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's calling me. <laughs> I'm looking for my grenade. <laughs> see, I, don't, I don't know what he did with that, but... Uh, but yeah, whatever mission was accomplished, I'm sure. But yes, I gotta go. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. see how this uh, one felt, ends because it's not gonna be. I good. think I had too much because I was I was living with the guy and working with him, and it was just too much for me. So we all worked at uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You did your the round table tour. Yeah, rule number one is don't get involved with a woman that has more problems than you. Rule number two is don't get involved with a woman that you work with. Rule number three, don't get involved with a woman that you live around. Rule number four, disregards rules one through three if she's hot enough. And rule number five, if you got money, you got me. You got me. Those were the five rules of dating for us throughout our 20s. Yeah, they just led us to nothing but uh, a lot of bad choices. Good choices and bad choices. <laughs> yeah. So it depends Mostly on who's telling the story. Most bad, though. You know what it I say you, you don't marry him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't marry him. Yeah. I woke up. I woke up this morning to my wife uh, yelling at me about. Uh, I guess she cleaned the bathrooms. And I made, uh, I, uh, fuck me for making the comment of saying, yeah, I know, like, <laughs> because I was like agreeing with her that the bathrooms were bad. You know, got a lot of little boys here They're pissing all over everything. I'm like, yeah, I agree. It is bad. That's why I, and then she just cut me off. Like, don't act like you ever cleaned the bathrooms. You didn't clean one motherfucking bathroom in this house. And I'm like, well, actually, you know, I have cleaned the bathrooms, you know, you know, maybe not as much as you do. Or maybe not to your liking, but don't 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 knock down my shit. Don't act like I never do nothing. And this is this is just my ego. This is the first thing. So this turns into a whole deal. And then I have time to actually think about like maybe I should have just kept my mouth shut, let her be, let her say what she was gonna say, and then yep. move on. I wish there was a lot of. I wish I could do that Zach Morris timeout, like timeout and freeze everything. <laughs> Reset time back in, you know. Uh-huh. There you go. If I could do that, I would be uh, getting it on with Kelly, and uh, you know, probably all three of those chicks. <laughs> boom, boom, boom! I'm out. Close off. Let's do this. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't going to say something as crass. Stack them up. <laughs> Stack them up like Legos. There you go. Maybe like Lincoln Logs if you want to get freaky. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys getting any backlash from that whole flint deal anymore or what? Oh, everybody's upset about everything, but uh, it doesn't really directly affect us other than in a state sort of way. We're not connected to it water-wise or anything. Okay, I hear you. But, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah when you, we're getting bombarded with so much shit in the news, so I guess I got to equate it like if something happens in <laughs> San Diego or some shit, they got a fire. <laughs> Are we getting affected by that? No. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's really its own little area that's uh, not connected, but it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the summers that I spent there as a kid. What I would do is um, I would spend summers in Chicago and then having family in Flint. We would spend a couple of weeks there. And um, it, was, it was awesome. I have nothing but great memories of, uh, you know, we, we would walk around the city. We were, I was the, the middle kid of all the boys, all my cousins. And we would walk around the city and collect uh, bottles and cans. And you could turn those in at any <laughs> convenience store. Yeah, for the redemption value. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm that's sorry. How we got our. Uh, did you did, when you were when you were a kid, you would spend your summers and be a bum? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> well, you know, in a way, sure. That's what did you have a shopping cart that you pushed with all your cans on it? No, see, I mean, you don't understand what he's trying to get at here. Is that you're thinking California redemption value of a half cent or whatever the crap they give you at the recycling plant? Cans in Michigan are ten cents a piece, so you take yeah. back a twelve pack, you got a buck twenty, and stuff was you know you could get a lot of stuff for a buck twenty in nineteen eighty. Ah, right, and uh, and you could redeem it at any uh, convenience store. So you could just take your bottles and cans to a store, take a bag in there, and be like, all right, I got you know a dozen cans or whatever it is, and then boom, they give you cash on the spot. It's like oh shit, video. Game and candy money like this. This is fun. <laughs> this is great. So, yeah, it used yeah. to be like, and it used to be like, mom, can I get ten bottles? <laughs> you know, was it was just as good as a buck? Yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah. No, I'm saving value. those for grocery day. <laughs> you know, we uh, we talking about last time. You know, we like, we were talking about all the all the um, basically ghettos that we've lived around town. It's just going from one to the next. And, you know, throughout our 20s, I mean, that's all we did. You know, six months at this place, six months at this place, you know, a year here, a year there. And it was just from one really shitty neighborhood to the next. But, you know, during those times, it's like even when you had roommates, it's like, you know, we had crap jobs. So you never really, like the really nice places, you need to make two and three times the rent. Like your monthly, your monthly rent had to be, you know, at least three times the amount of the rent. Or they really got to rent to you. And I was like, shit. Together, we were making Sometimes all grouped up together. It wasn't after a while that I just started lying on those applications. Just like, look, I can't, I can't live in another place where I got to worry about somebody breaking into my car or my house or whatever. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to say I make this much and then, you know, we'll worry about proving it later. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, get an alarm on your car. Get a dog for your house. Yeah. And you're all good. I got both of those things. And plus, you know what? This neighborhood isn't bad, per se. I wouldn't even go as far to say that it's that bad. There are some criminal elements <laughs> that are in this area. But uh, I wouldn't go as far to say that this area is bad. All right. Then, uh, now, I would have to say, like, about four houses down from where Harp lives right now, there was, like, this mass shooting that happened. <laughs> 
because I remember because we had all the kids in the house and they did the opposite of what you're doing during a mass shooting. It's like they all tried to run to the window to go see what was going on. I'm like, the hell, guys, get down for when the bullets come in here and get you in the ass. Get down. But you know what? That's, that's had good, Rob, had, had Robbie's mama down on the ground. Get down! Everybody down! <laughs> I mean, it's good and bad. Your, your kids didn't grow up in a place where they had to get down and they knew to get down, so I guess that's good. It is bad, though, that they don't know to yeah. get down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I feel like that was my fault. At war. I kind of felt like that was my fault as a parent because I had that desire. Like, I didn't want my kids to grow up in this shit like I did. So, when you know, the first time when I got married, had kids, you know, we moved to a better neighborhood, you know, but then, you know, when things went south with me and my ex, and then I actually had to move back, you know, into the hood for this time financial reasons. Like, I made enough money, but shit, half of my money I was giving to her. The other half I was trying to live off of, so that made me, you know, have to go back into the to the hood. But my kids didn't have, like, they had six, seven years of, you know, not living like that, so they didn't know. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no. Stop, guys. <laughs> no, don't go out. No, 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 look, listen. <laughs> listen, there's, there's some rules to live in this neighborhood, okay? Rule number one, we don't go, we don't, we don't go, you hear anything, you don't go inspect nothing. First of all, you don't want to be an innocent bystander that gets hit. You don't ever want to be a witness, <laughs> either for or against. You just don't want to be a witness. You know, we're not telling on nobody. We didn't see shit. We don't know shit. All right? Yeah, remember yeah. that. Learn those, those, are the, those are the new rules to live by now. Yeah. That is a PSA from Cool Water Kurt. I don't know shit. I didn't see shit. I don't know. Don't ask me shit, because I ain't telling yeah. you shit. Don't quote me, boy, because I ain't said shit. I'm from a small town called Mind Your Motherfucking Business. <laughs> That's where I live daily, baby. If you had to come up with your five uh, five favorite comedians, who would you pick? Uh, Lifetime? Pretty much. Like, thinking of All people right. who do stand-up, not like you know TV or movie-only guys, but people who had an album that you could have listened to at some point. Without with... Okay, with the... In no particular order, uh, Kennison, Dice, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Bill Cosby. All right. Yeah, I said it, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I, I got to put an asterisk by uh, Bill's name on my, my own list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll read, was on the list. <laughs> But he he still made those records, and we did still listen to them, so they still certainly would qualify. That that counts. I don't think I would be interested in listening to his 2016 album, but I'll still listen to his (laughs) 1965 album. Are you kidding me? I think his 2016 album would be awesome. (laughs) If he came clean and came correct with all his shit, Bill goes goes off. You know, yeah. you motherfuckers tried to get me to jail. <laughs> Y'all can just suck my I am more interested in the in the Bill Cosby. Well, if I would have done it, <laughs> this is what I would have done. <laughs> if I would have done it. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm going nice. Chris Rock. Um, damn it. I, I haven't listened to those Billy Crystal albums 
that you had back in the day. You were a local marvelous. Before that. Mitch Hedberg, top notch. You said your top five, man. Top five. All right, I'm, I may yeah, have to think about he's this for a minute. Trying to distill a list or something, you know. Got to start with maybe 10 and then work his way down to five. Yeah. <laughs> and you've hit I most mean, of the so How I do it. Start it's big and then whittle it, it down. It's so like hard to get this man to commit to something. It's just like, this fucking pick, red or blue. God damn. You think my wife, my ex-wife got me to marry her. I mean, it, it took a while. <laughs> No one has hit George Carlin, who should be on there. Ah, yeah, that's right. Richard Pryor, kind of important. See? Well, yeah. see, here's, here's the thing. I do yeah. love their work. I mean, there's so many people. I mean, like, you talk about, like, Lenny Bruce, uh, Red Fox. Um, there's been, like, Seinfeld. I mean, there are... Yeah comedians that I think are incredibly talented, incredibly funny, but when I think about albums that I listen to, like on repeat, and things that when I was coming up, I'm like, hey, Nessie, Delirious, I, I think I listened to that album. Or that oh, tape oh, out. Yeah. War yeah. Out. That was probably the, the first one most of us got was that, you know, that was readily available and spread around school by seventh grade pretty heavily. But you know what it is, Gus? I figured out about your wife. And I'm going to say it. And my wife, I'm going to give a fuck what my wife said. She can shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you something. I figured out about your wife. I know where you met your wife. You told me you met your wife 15 years ago on a motherfucking camping trip and that your wife was Puerto Rican? Your wife ain't no motherfucking Puerto Rican. I thought she was not first met her, Gus. Because I walk up, I say, hello, it's good to meet you. My name is Vernon. And she said, hello, I'm Bunny. Goonie Google. <laughs> what the fuck does Goonie Google mean, Gus? I don't know what the fuck that shit is to this day. I thought I'd learn some new Spanish shit. I went up to my friend and said, hey, Sanchez, Goonie Google. And Sanchez said, get the fuck out of here. So I've been walking around for years confused, and I finally figured out about your wife, where you met your wife. You didn't meet your motherfucking wife on no camping trip. Your wife's a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? Your wife is a Bigfoot, isn't she? That's why the bitch mustache is so motherfucking thick. But you shaved the bitch down and taught her to speak. I know a motherfucking Bigfoot when I see one. Don't bring a Bigfoot in my home, Gus, with my children. The bitch can't talk, she can't walk a flight of steps. She's not trained well, Gus. She cannot walk steps. I bet she climbed the fuck out of a tree, though, don't she, Gus? And when Chris Rock, I want to say, was like, was it bringing the pain? Bring the pain, oh, and then yeah, bigger and blacker after that. Yeah. But I think, bring, I think the bring the pain was the one. That's the one that I watched over and over and over again. I had that on uh, VHS tape. Some people don't eat pork for religious reasons, which I think is dumb. I ain't shitting on nobody's religion, but I refuse to believe that on Judgment Day, my diet's gonna come into question. Okay. <laughs> What you eat don't got shit to do with who you are as a person, okay? Hey, God, I killed a bunch of kids, but it ain't right. No, that ain't gonna happen, man, no. See, people, people don't, don't realize, like, religious books were written by man. Man wrote everything, right? 
man wrote the Bible, man wrote the Quran, man wrote the Torah, all that shit written by man. And thousands of years ago, before there was, you know, like 5,000 years ago, before there was Reynolds rap, before there was refrigerators, before there was freezers, before there was seasoning, a pork chop might kill you. That's right, one drop, all day. But times have changed. That's right. See, times have changed. People are, you know, 5,000 years ago, it's like, damn. This pork is killing everybody. How can we get people to not eat pork? Okay, tell them God said don't eat it. And everybody said, okay, God said don't eat it. They stopped eating it. Times have changed up. And now we got refrigerators. We got freezers. We got saran wrap. We got Reynolds wrap. Now a pork chop's your friend. That's right. If you starving, a pork chop will save your life. Shit, I'll eat a pig's ass. They cook it, right? Because I didn't even have a, I want to say it was one of the HBO specials. I didn't have HBO at that time. Pat or Don or somebody had it, and I had a, a, a dub of it. When I watched that son of a bitch over and over and over and over and over. But uh, Louis C.K., I, I remember seeing his oh, first special in 1990. I remember you. Yeah, we had hair. Ralphie had that. Yeah, I, Ralphie had that. And I remember we watched it, and I remember him being really funny, and then he kind of like, I, well, not fell off, but I didn't know his work again, because we saw it like back in the 90s. The stuff he I, was what, doing I think what he was doing was, at the time, he was writing. Yeah, he was writing for Chris yeah. Rock. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, he, he must have had a lot of black humor he needed to get out, but was a big, bald Irish man, so it was it going to do, you know? <laughs> he's going to write Pootie Tang, is what <laughs> yes, he's going to do. Exactly. Pootie Tang, yeah. <laughs> Right and direct. Pooty, hey, get that pooty. <laughs> but yeah, um, but uh, and and I know like that I'm kind of well, surprise, surprise, I'm kind of sexist. So there's a lot of female comedians that I wouldn't even think to put on my list. But if I had to do a female list, um, Roseanne Barr was incredible. Um, Sarah Silverman. I like her a lot. A lot of people don't um, get that she's doing a character. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> well, that's like Stephen Colbert. That a lot of people like you know that that guy should run for pre- like dude. That guy's completely faking his whole thing. You know, it must right. be a yeah, great actor a though for you to believe that this whole time. Uh, all, all I used to do back in the day was watch. Uh, remember that before Comedy Central was Comedy Central, it was called, uh, like, Comic Comedy Channel. Or Comic View? Comic, Comic View? Well, <clears throat> yeah. Comedy but, Channel. And, channel. and there was the also... Comedy uh, Channel. There was Ha for a while, which was, like, a second one. And then they merged to become right. the one that is now. Right. I remember oh, back really? in the day, it was a Comedy Channel, and uh, I would just endlessly watch sets of comedians and just see uh, so many comedians. I mean, I recognize people now that are working that uh, I remember seeing back in, the, in those days <laughs> or with the brick wall behind them on a, what, what, what was that show? The, um, well, the, the one, the, <laughs> the the one improv show with the, yeah. Uh, yeah. It even had the improv, yeah. There used to be a lot of that. You could watch like 10 that minutes of, a, of Star Search, uh, avoid the part where people sang and you could see the comedians. Now the challenger. At 19, he's the youngest comedian in Star Search history. From Washington, D.C., here is Dave Chappelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
I don't know if they mentioned this, uh, I was recently on black entertainment television. I kind of have a feeling most of you haven't seen that. I, I don't know why. Man, last week I went to the movie. You know what movie I had a problem with? The Batman movie. You guys notice Batman never fights crime in neighborhoods that need it. I mean, really, I would love to see Batman fight crime in my neighborhood. I can see him now, he's just Robin. Yes, Batman. <laughs> Didn't we park the car right here, man? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Very funny stuff from our comics. Kevin Brennan and David Chappelle. We need a decision from our judges. Kevin Brennan receives three stars. David Chappelle receives four stars. A perfect score. I remember Sinbad being there. Yes. Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. For Sinbad a long got a start. time, too. Oh, man. Yeah, he was on there. Damn. That's crazy to think how uh, we were... That one show spawned so many other shows. I know that wasn't the only show, but I mean, the the big shows that are out now that where you can just showcase whatever talent you have. Oh. I think Star Search. I remember Ed McMahon when he passed. He kind of got because he passed at the same time as like. Um, didn't he pass at the same time as Michael? It was like Ed McMahon, Farrah Fawcett, and Michael Jackson all passed like in the same. Like thirty-six hour uh, news bend, and it's like poor he got pushed under under the table. I think it was, <laughs> I forgot all about him. Because I, 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 I yeah, I, I know he died when somebody else that was more famous died at the same time he did. So like, hey, man, oh shit, Michael Jackson's dead. Because I know Sarah Fawcett died. I know, right? And it was like, and everybody like, was making a big thing. Like, and then they were like. Yeah, minutes later, Michael Jackson's day, and then that just became poor Fairfax. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, she she was not uh, really popular at the time of her death, so nobody really cared. Some people yeah, obviously I mean, did, but I mean, as far as the general public being excited and concerned, they really weren't. It had been too long yeah, since she had I been bet. out there. And unless I'm, you know what, I could be wrong, but unless I'm remembering this incorrectly, I remember it was like, Farrah Fawcett dies was like the news feed, and like literally a half hour later, it was like Michael Jackson's dead, and it was like nobody cared that Farrah Fawcett, nobody was saying anything about Farrah Fawcett, it was like that fast, it was just like, oh shit, Farrah Fawcett, oh shit, Mike's dead, <laughs> and that was it, and, it was like, and then he said somebody else died too, and I think it was Ed McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that just got swallowed up in the whole fervor yeah, of Michael. Just swallowed up, yeah. It <laughs> like, just got swallowed the, up. The world is. Yeah, I, I was at a I was at a club. I think it, and I, I was dancing, and, and there was a woman who was clearly in her maybe late sixties, early seventies, and she was dancing on down, and she she started. She's kind of saddled up to be, you know, dancing. So I look, I, I looked at Nana, and I was like, okay. All right, so I tried to give her a little, a little dance, you know, just to be like, all right, man is out here. Clearly, she's wandered away from someone. <laughs> and, but, all right, she's so went back with her time. 
fine. I let her, I, I give her a little something, and then I was shocked when Nana dug her her old claws in me and started grinding her old nasty puss all on my leg. I was like, hey! I was like, trying to get away, and she had me. She she was locked in. And I was like, Trinity, help! <laughs> Nobody would help needs me. to be said. Everything's a watered-down version of the original thing that they were copying, and the next thing you know, you just have all these whack copies of, oh, man, that, that's, I mean, I hate harping on this, no pun intended, but that's why music today, music today, it's so terrible, can't take it. It's partly that, but I mean, partly, you know, everybody has done that from day one, where it, you take the earlier thing and filter it to something new, but... You know, the problem now more is that the, everything has a, you know, they're all picking from the same pile of stuff. You know, in the 80s and 90s or whatever, they're pulling from all kinds of 60s, 70s, and even 80s, you know, funk and disco and, and whatever they could, soul records, all this kind of cool shit. And now they're all using the same three keyboards, you know, pretty much. Like every studio you go to has these same three keyboards and all the sounds are... You know, the drum sounds are already in there. A lot of the loops are pre, just they're already in there. So you hear the same song coming from everybody because they're using the same shit. And then they just turn everything up as loud as it can go. So there's not really any sort of art to making it, you know, groove or come in or out or anything. It's just like full frontal assault of, bah. So it loses loses everything. Uh, If I could piggyback on what you're saying real quick, it's uh, the... Uh, the musician seems to be the lost um, equation. A lot of things are synthesized and you can hear it from song to song. And it's like, what happened to like having the musicians in the room? You know, and I even and I know this is kind of going left field, but they're getting rid of a lot of the music programs out here in the school. Music, what happened to the arts? You know? And when you're when you're eliminating the musician from music, it all does sound carbon copy and heavily synthesized. And that's why I can't even get down with it anymore. I mean, we went out and I don't wanna be like like, Oh yeah, the music of this day sucks, I don't get it. But some of the songs that and even when he tried to mix you know, and, and burn the songs, he was like, it was the wrong songs to like, to go from one to the next. And it was like, almost like he just had the record come to a complete stop and then put on another record. That's how bad it was. It was like, it didn't even, it's like you're dancing and all of a sudden you just got to stop. So this motherfucker's kid flipped the, <laughs> you know, had another album on. Yeah, well, he's probably oh, okay. DJing with a bunch of MP3s too. So, you know. That, yeah, that I, yeah I don't that. know what he was doing top 10 stuff is all the same three producers making the same music for all these people and they sell it to 12 different artists so yeah there's a lot of a lot of that there's one guy in a keyboard yeah to, to your point though i think that uh having a music appreciation class or having music or whatever arts in the school will help i know um whatever the kids are interested in they're definitely going to naturally gravitate toward it uh, but i do think having the choice is uh is good. I mean, I, I never played an instrument, but uh, I've uh, 
a couple of my kids did. I never but. played in this with me either because I wasn't a fucking nerd. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's a common misconception of uh, the band nerds and geeks and stuff, you know, that they were that. Well, shit, in high school, I was an art nerd, so I, it didn't matter. I was that. I was in that group. Well, here's the thing, the though, from the... From the band nerds that I knew in high school that used to go to their band, whatever things they used to go to all the time on the bus and shit, and they'd be gone, you know? Right. Here's what we didn't know. There was some fucking going on on those things, like, all the time. That's what they did because that's what they could do when they were off doing their band things, and we missed all that stuff because we thought they were nerds. And one time at band camp, we weren't supposed to have pillow fights, but we had a pillow fight, and it was so much fun. And this one time, we all lost our music, and we were supposed to play this song, but we didn't know it. So we just made it up, and we kept playing and playing, and the conductor didn't know what we were doing, and it was so funny. Oh, and this one time, at band camp, I stuck a flute in my pussy. Excuse me? What? You don't think I know how to get myself off? Hell, that's what half of band camp is. Sex ed. So, are we going to screw soon? Because I'm getting kind of antsy. The end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Because I, hey, I remember when my art teacher grabs my ass at an art show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kurt, you, you could have been, you could have been, uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the name of the kid that got with Mary Kay Letourneau, but I do know her name. <laughs> Yeah. So no, but see, been. if he'd have hooked up with her and then they'd have got married, he could have taken her name and then he could have been Mr. D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See, there you go. So, Mr. D. Nah. It's a, it's a nah, I think name. there was already a Mr. D and he, he had a problem with me. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that's fine. That's my high school story. I'll always have that. You know what? It's, you know it was always kind of funny? I always thought that Miss Billock was always mean towards me because of things that happened with Miss B. I always wait, felt wait, that. What? Are you sitting here saying that one teacher was jealous of the fact that another teacher in your mind had the hots for you? I'm telling you that Miss Taylor was, she was mean to me for no reason. I ain't never done nothing to that woman. She was mean she to was everybody. Mean to me. She was mean to me. And female <laughs> teachers were never mean to me. <laughs> well, not, not true, not true. There was my fourth grade teacher, Miss Williams, and my fifth grade teacher, Miss Davis. They were both very, very mean to me. All right, so maybe Ms. those two teachers. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, Miss Davis had... trying to convince my mother that I needed to go to special ed class. And I was like, Mom, I am not retarded. Do not let them put me in that class. Yes, I think he needs to go to special ed. Boy. I was like, special ed? <laughs> For what? That's <laughs> oh, fucking smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was like, yeah, oh, he's going to get held back. He held me back. That was fifth grade. She held me back. She tried to uh-huh. recommend me for special ed. She, um, oh, she hated me. They pulled me out of that school. My, my mom pulled me out of that school because at the end she was like, oh, they're just trying to fuck you up. They put me in the private school, which really helped me out a lot. It hurt me in the beginning, and then it helped me out. It hurt me. It was just a, uh, it was really a culture shock to go from, what what was it, like 20, 25 students in a class to like 
five. That was crazy. There's no hiding. That'd be kind of cool. There was though. no hiding. <clears throat> there's no hiding, there's but there's no hiding. no idiots being idiots either. So that would be a plus. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you couldn't do nothing. You couldn't do nothing. I mean, most of our actually, high school time was, was spent wasted waiting for some other idiot to calm down while someone had to discipline them, you know? Like, I remember a lot of history classes yeah. where an hour-long discussion would you know, be 15 minutes of talking about the subject and 45 minutes of telling somebody to shut up and stop doing shit in the back, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely benefited from going to that private school for a couple of years. And so when I went back to public school, I was probably about like two years ahead of what they were doing, which was good and bad for me. I mean, it would have been better if I was more of a, uh, the kind of a student that took challenges and wanted to, you know, advance even further. I was more like, I already know this. So <laughs> this is an easy A for me. <laughs> I'll just hang back, wait for the test, and just get that and move on. And then they were trying to put me in advanced placement classes and stuff like that, and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work hard. And parallels to your life back then and your son's life now, you, you're, you're saying the same thing the teachers said about you. You know you've got the potential. He's not living up to it. That's frustrating, isn't it? That is some frustrating <laughs> shit. Because I was going through the same thing with my uh, with uh, second oldest. I yeah. mean, hearing that bullshit, like, look, you are smarter than this. You better get your shit together and buckle it down. Like, oh shit, this sounds familiar. <laughs> like, well, and the adjustment, you know, the the <laughs> process has reversed now because. You know, back then, like you're saying, you know, I, I had, you know, all A's in regular classes. So they're like, well, you need these advanced classes. So, okay. Huh. So you're getting all those and now you're getting all B minuses or whatever because you have six times the amount of work to do, you know. And like, oh, right. well, your your grades are slipping. You need to work harder. You know, I was like, well, I'm still doing more work than I ever did, but it's just a lot more to do. Whereas now, though, yeah. I go, oh, your grades are, are slipping a little bit. Here, let's give you less work and see if you can get that back up. Oh, they're still slipping. Well, here's even less work. Let's see if you can get that back up. You know, the focus now is yeah. on people getting more A's and less about people learning harder material. Because uh, you know, now wow. they're, they're getting paid by the A now or whatever, and they, they only get whatever funding based on how many people get whatever scores on their stupid tests. So that's you know, that's changed from when the same thing you're talking about. It's like, yeah, they used to push us and try to make us do more, but now they don't want to push anybody so that they don't have anything less than an A or a B plus or whatever, or they don't get paid. Right. So fuck, no wonder people are money. stupid. You know, no, people I, are going to be really stupid say. in another generation. Those, those A's and B's are going to translate to fucking dumb asses. It's the whole same thing with the nobody loses when they do, you know, whatever baseball and stuff. Everybody wins because they don't even they didn't even keep score when he played little league. They're like, oh, it's just for fun. Like, well, okay, well, what's the point of any of this then? You know, you know, I right. know this sounds like no well, score. for some people, this really sounds like a like a like a dick move. But um, I am not a fan of participation awards. Yeah. I am not a fan of everybody getting the same trophy that the winners got. I'm like, no, we need to know that they're they're the winners. 
and then there were losers. I won, you lost. Therefore, you get nothing, and I get everything. Or, hey, you win, I lose. You learn how to deal with it, because you're not always going to fucking win. The thing with losing was that it usually made you either go, well, I don't care about this anyway, or I need to get better so I don't lose. Right. It told you your motivation. Let's weed out the, uh, like, there's nothing worse than telling a kid that he's good at something that he's not. And I feel like that's, I think as you get older, I mean, you can really get your feelings hurt. You really think that you're really good at something. And then you're with people who are actually good at that, that, at that thing. And then, you know, I mean, like, let's say for example, you think you're really good at basketball because you're, you're being going through all these things and then everybody keeps telling that you're good and then now you get to high school and you try to go out for the team and you're like, you don't get it and you're, 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 you're heartbroken and it's like you can't even compete with these other kids because they're like really good. <laughs> well, and they also don't, you know, don't really teach, the, by, by the extension, they don't really teach uh, sportsmanship anymore where you had to learn how to lose and not be an asshole about it. Right. And that leads to today's kids where... You know, they they get upset about something and have no idea how to deal with it and can't have an argument or even a fist fight and they want to, you know, start shooting at people all of a sudden. Like, what's that about? Well, they don't have any other sort of conflict resolution anywhere in their brains because they've never been allowed to have a conflict. And you know what? And you feel like that's an amazing leap to go from one to the other, but it's really not. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll back that up by saying it's like you have, there's a term that we use now socially awkward and it, and it gets thrown around a lot and we we put it on these kids and it's like why are so many kids socially awkward it's like you can't talk to somebody directly and you're at a like you're at a party and you're on your phone texting or tweeting or whatever about being at this party no be at the party keep your phone in your pocket keep it in your purse enjoy what you're doing you know get some life experience and then you know Towards the end, if you want to write something about it, you know, if that's your if that's your thing, then do it. But you know, you have so many people who don't know how to. You know, you're talking about conflict resolution. They just don't even know like just normal interactions with other people. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just you, all about being somewhere and not the actual experience of being there. Just about, oh yeah, exactly. I was there, but I was looking at the whole thing with my phone. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you see 200, yeah. 200 cameras up in front of you at every concert now. Like, dude, watch the show. Don't watch your fucking screen, you know? Yeah. That's so weird. It's like, why, why are you not enjoying the show? Why are you looking at a show through your phone? You know, experience the show. <laughs> Have that memory. Because check this out. You know what you're not going to do in five years? You look back through your phone and look at that concert footage that you recorded. That's what you're not going to do. That. That's for real, yeah. <laughs> Think about the difference, though, in the experience as far as, well, <clears throat> well I mean, you're Kurt, so you wouldn't know, but, like, the, the nervous, you know, like, you got to go ask a girl if out and stuff, and it's nervous and stuff when you're a guy and, and you're 13 or whatever, and you, you got to go through that whole uh, anxiety thing. But now it's just, like, you send a text, like, you know, 
whatever and you in 30 seconds later you have an answer and you go about your day and it's just like no big deal either way so you send some more texts you know what i mean like it removes the whole you know any of the you know a lot of the angst from the process but it also removes a lot of the uh the probably the, the sense of winning when it works out you know like it's well, no big, no big right, deal right, either you. way it's not cool it should be a big deal if it works <laughs> That's true. First of all, you know, uh, there's nothing but angst and and fear and and you know the the, the fear of rejection and ridicule before I talk to anybody. So I got all that process in me, which sometimes makes it hard. There's been a lot of times I let things go because I've been so scared of the rejection or the ridicule. I think that I think that part. Is like, but you have to feel all of that, and then you have to fight through it to even say something. You know, it's like you you, you kind of have to have all of that that nerves, so you can kind of go through and fight to say something. Because if not, then that's what builds you up. That that's what builds your character. Right. That's it. Even and that's, do something like that. And that's what they're not doing anymore. <laughs> and then we're like, why are yeah. these people so fucked right. up? Oh. That dystopian future yeah. they always warned us about. Years, uh, the say, in twenty years, there'll be nobody actually talking. It'll just be all dating apps and marriage apps. That's all. That's a, that's what we're gonna have. You're gonna have a date app, and then okay, that worked. Marriage app. All right, now we're married. <laughs> It'd be assigned by mathematical, you know, algorithms or something. Well, you two would be the right match, you know, in order to produce whatever yeah. genetically, you know, enhanced children would need to do this factory job. So you two. <laughs> They'll be thinking about the, the bottom line down the line. Preordained existence. <laughs> this is better than any religion. You really don't have to worry about making a choice. There's nothing in your control. A lot of people would really like that, I think. I don't know why. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it think, seems like they would love that right now. I think the majority as a whole would like that. I mean, our society works because we're able to put the blinders on. And we don't have to think about everything else that's going on in the world as long as we can turn our TV on and watch our favorite programs. Yeah, that's right. right. We, that, that's... we are not, as a, as, a, as a society, we are not concerned with the rest, with whatever's really going on out there. We don't care. But we that's good. That's by design, it, so. man. That's, that's why there okay. is so much TV available. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the idea. Why do you think there's 700 goddamn channels on so I don't have to, and, and yeah, all those 24-hour news cycles, yeah, they're good. They're there. And I got, you know, a lot of people watch their news. Oh, actually, you know what's funny? There's a lot of people who get their news off of social media as opposed to, like, actual news sources. Social media doesn't really have that much of an impact on the choices that people make when it comes to advertising and, uh, you know, whatever product they're going to take. It's, it's advertising on social media is just there. And people are really paying attention to it. And uh, I'm sure that's mostly true. But a lot of the things that uh, that that's true of an ad, where you go, oh, that's an ad for whatever product, and I don't care, and I'm either going to ignore it or block it. What about the things though that aren't the ads that come up? You know, that's the ads in disguise, where like you're watching, uh. you know, the news on your local Fox station and. There's stories about the X Files. There's stories about the Simpsons. There's stories about the fucking Deadpool movie. You know, that's not really news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. There's that. 
and uh, what I hate the most is that clickbait that takes you to some other site that, uh, like, uh, you read, so you see a picture of Sylvester Stallone, and it said, uh, he is gone underneath it. Like, oh, shit, Sylvester Stallone died? And then you click on it, it's like uh, an ad for, uh, <laughs> it's an ad for um, supplements, <laughs> for vitamin supplements. I'm like, how the hell? Man, yeah. they got me for one, but for two, this is messed up. I watched a news show on YouTube the other day from like, I don't know, maybe 79 or 80 or something. You know, just the local 11 o'clock news from you know 30 years ago or whatever, 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a 30-minute show, if you watch, you pick one of whatever you like and just check it out. And you'll see like, wow, there's, there's a solid 10 minutes of national news that's actually in-depth reporting of things. Followed by a good ten minutes of they were talking about things that were going on in the neighborhood, you know, like oh over in this neighborhood this is going on and blah blah. And I was like, holy shit, you know, they were, you know, it was actually news, you know, and then it did weather and sports, and then it was over. There was no entertainment section. There was no you know interest story. There was just fucking news, and then they went away. Bugging out, losing it all, no sense. Hey Jeff, scratch it, scratch it, man, scratch it. Mm. Oh, that was decent. Now scratch it. A quick joint, a quick one, Jeff. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We just bugging, we just having some fun. Me and Jeffrey, he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Hello? Can anybody hear me? You can? Mm-hmm. Alright, that's good. You can hear me? Okay, it's clear? It's good? Okay, everybody's got it? One, two, one, two, and... My rhymes have been written not to be bitten But as it seems, some suckers keep forgetting the rules about rapping But that's alright, cause in the next five minutes I'ma have them all uptight Stronger than a dinosaur, better known than sin I'm in the battles I battle, I usually win I'm in less than a minute, but it all depends on how long it takes your rappers to realize they're trying to defend yourself It's ridiculous, didn't you get my messages out of the question? Cut your toys, boys, I'm the real McCoy I'm really gonna enjoy seeing you destroyed If I was Fred Flintstone, I'd probably own all of bedrock If I was a criminal, I'd probably own a cell block if I was in the Navy, I would own the sea, but I'm a poet, so I own the whole rap industry. I'm like a lion, my man, and the streets are my den. It's either kill or be killed, so I kill and kill again and again and again. Time after time, rappers, I'll slaughter them. I'll tie them up and throw them in the water, then I'll just walk away like nothing ever happened until somebody else starts rapping. That's when I'll snap and I'll attack and go mad like Rambo, or maybe like Commando, or like Lando Carissian, because you know he was down with the force. Fresh Prince is the source, I feel no pain or remorse. Think that you can beat me rapping, man, you must be silly. Man, I really, 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 really hate when people doubt my ability and I have to prove superiority if rap was basketball I would be in love cause every time I freestyle it would be a slam dunk man I'm the engineer and you're the passengers taking on a voyage a hip hop massacre the Jason of rap Freddy Krueger of rhyming and I'm sure that you'll see in due time man people will rap to fill a doctor pencil 
all joined in to this Fresh Prince mania. My face in magazines on your radio and stereo. Everywhere you go, audio and video. A hip hop terrorist, warlike vocalist. Other rappers say, Yo, Prince, why don't you show me this style? Now you must be tripping. It ain't no way in hell I'ma let you put your lip in my rhyme. This is a time bomb. I'm not kidding. My rhyme explodes the second it gets bitten. I'm quick and nimble. A status symbol. A shopping nation. Now what are you? The shopping gimbals. I'll drop kick a hurricane. Body slam a tidal wave. Walk through a tornado or a volcano. But I'll be okay though. And it's some more info that you rappers should know. You are the bombs and I will defuse you. I am the lawyer and I'm going to accuse you of the ultimate rhyme crime. And you'll be guilty. There's no way that you'll ever, ever defeat me rapping anytime all day, pop so much trash, man I can't wait to be face to face, and hear Jeff say sicko man, you're gonna be my victim, you better duck, and pray for good luck Chuck, cause you're stuck, you're like a Thanksgiving turkey and it's time to be plucked, I see you're nervous purpose, that's how I know you're soft, you're running around like a chicken with your hick it off, but just relax, my power's to the max, and I'm cutting no stack on this rap track, Jack, so back up, this if you got good sense, or feel the fury of the prince, and you don't stop, yo Jazzy, why don't you rock up the spot, yo Jazzy, Hey Jeff, I'm psyched, I'm psyched. Give him a cut, Jeff. Check out my dish, Jackie. Hey Jeffrey, 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 a fast one. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Hey Jeff, Jeff, give him one of them fresh ones, a fresh one, Jeffrey. Uh, I'm done. Pull yourself together.